Hey, what's up? This is Billy Zapka, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Cobra! gentlemen welcome to an elegant weapon episode 104 my name is jay the jedi ross please excuse me while i flick my dick hey guys wonder joints welcome motor city comic-con part three this is the third in our trilogy of our exciting adventure from Motor City Comic Con in Novi, Michigan, 2014. Uh, we hope that you caught episodes one and two. Uh, fantastic interviews. Uh, first episode, of course, was the Star Wars Spotlight. Second episode was an exciting uh, mix of a few artists, Nick Francis, uh, Ryan Lee, and of course, the wonderfully sweet Jane McNeil of The Walking Dead. What a wonderful lady. We got to hang out with her a lot that weekend, and uh, it was it was really, really good times. Um, <clears throat> but here we go, part three. Uh, there's a lot to get to, so I don't want to waste too much time on anything other than what we got coming for you. Uh, and when I say we this week, I basically mean us, me, and drunk on comics, of course, which uh, none of this wouldn't have happened if it weren't for Derek, Matt, Tony, and Kevin, so thank you very, very much, guys, for the invite, the hospitality, and of course, again, the support. Uh, you guys are awesomeness. Okay, um, you, if you've heard the last most recent interview round from Drunk on Comics on DrunkOnComics.com, you'll have already heard two of the interviews that uh, I'm knocking out here for you tonight. Um, because we cross-potted these interviews. I kind of like the Jane McNeil you heard there, which uh, we also both shared on our last episodes. But tonight is, uh, is straight up. Most of the chunks of both will be the same. First, starting with the legendary Bob Camp. Uh, can't say enough about a, what a wonderful interview slash conversation, whatever you chat, whatever you want to call it with this guy. Uh, f- so full of stories. What a career. Um, anybody not familiar with Bob Camp, uh, he's done a lot of things over the years. He's worked on Thundercats, Silverhawks, uh, he's worked on the real Ghostbusters, Tiny Toon Adventures, um, a whole bunch of stuff. But, uh, we primarily talked to him about his work on Run and Stimpy, uh, a legendary cartoon, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. But, uh, he laid it down for us with some crazy stories and some good times. Uh, Again, this episode is pretty much Motor City Comic Con after Doc. 
both of these interviews were done on the Saturday night, uh, the party night, the con party time night. Super, super, duper, whoop, whoop, party, party, party time. Party time. So, yes, uh, it was all done drunkenly by the fire outside, smoking cigarettes and drinking drinky drinks and having a, just a wonderful chat up great time. So uh, our first one coming at you is Bob Camp. Stay tuned after that. I'll pop back in to tell you a little bit about our chat with Mr. William Zabka of the Karate Kid. Sweep the leg, bitches. But for now, please enjoy the awesome time storytelling of Mr. Bob Camp. Remember the royal anthem of the Kilted Yaxman. Our country reeks of trees. Our yaks are really large and they smell like rotting beef carcasses. And we have to clean up after them and our saddle sores are the best we proudly wear women's clothing and searing sand blows up our skirts all right well we are having some fun here at the after party at motor city comic con we got the full crew out here and we are with the legendary bob camp bob uh tell some of our listeners a little bit about what you do and what you have done that made you so legendary Ha! (laughs) Well, see, the thing about it is there's a statute of limitations, you know, and I got to wait seven years to tell some stuff, I think. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I I just been around a lot and for a long time, and and, uh, I've kind of had to adapt to different kinds of jobs and and do different kinds of stuff. And I think if you ask anyone in here, whether they're famous or not, that's been doing something like this as long as I have, you're going to get a lot of great stories. You're going to hear a lot of, like cool stuff but I I started out as a street artist uh, working at fairs and rodeos and amusement parks and stuff like that and uh, ended up in Cape Cod um, in Provincetown doing caricatures I met a cartoonist there named Gary Hallgren took me to New York introduced me to Larry Hama at Marvel Comics I uh, started doing movie parodies for Crazy Magazine Uh, and when that folded uh, went on to Larry's other books I worked on Conan uh, the Nam and G.I. Joe did a lot of G.I. Joe and uh, Bizarre Adventures and Savage Tales and any any of the books that Larry edited. I learned a lot from him. Uh, and I uh, worked in comics and started working on uh, Thundercats. <coughs> Thundercats for Rankin Bass, doing some animation work, design work. Oh, so fun. So um, from that, I kind of got burnt out on comics <coughs> and moved to LA and got into animation full time. Worked on uh, Tiny Toons, and uh, I didn't realize you did Tiny Toons. Well, bef- and before Tiny Toons, I worked on uh, the Real Ghostbusters. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Fine. Check it out. I, I yeah. worked for um, Michael Gross and um, Will Minio was the director, and I sat all day drawing ghosts and, and monsters with Bruce Tim. Wow. What? So yeah, and it was kind of fun because I'm like, I used to call him the Human Sewing Machine. Because watching him draw was like watching a sewing machine needle. He'd chain smoke cigarettes and go, <laughs> and just draw, draw perfect drawings, you know. And uh, just 
stayed in LA and did a lot of animation. You know, worked on animating shows. Worked, worked on, a, on a little show called Ren and Stimpy. A little show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was working at Deke on uh, <clears throat> Ghostbusters. And uh, then I met John Kay through Jim's, Jim Gomez. Through Jim okay. Gomez. Uh, who was working uh, on Beanie and Cecil with him. So they invited me to come work on Beanie and Cecil, and I storyboarded one cartoon before the whole thing went uh, tits up and John got us all fired. And then, <laughs> uh, and then uh, we kind of, I kind of hovered around for a little bit and then got on uh, Tiny Toons. And that's where a lot of the... Ren and Snippy people came out of was Tiny Toons, you know, or Chris Riccardi and Jim Smith, and okay. those guys. And a lot of them had been Mighty Mouse alumni, you know. The, oh, oh, wow, that's wow. a yeah, large Mighty, group of Mighty people. Mouse people, yeah. So, you know, they were, they, they'd already learned how to be bad from working with John or Ralph. Uh, Sorry, I, I got to ask, as far as Tiny Toons, and I know this doesn't happen often, but did you ever actually get a chance to mingle with the cast? I'm a huge fan of, like, voice acting and the guys Tiny who worked Toons? on that show. Yeah. You know, it... I know it doesn't happen often, well, so... It, the thing about it was, is it was a very sort of big corporate show. It was like, it was high concept. We're going to do baby versions of the, the Bugs Bunny Spielberg, characters. right? Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. yeah. And, uh... So it was run by the writers and the producers, and we didn't really have any kind of control or participation in anything other than was specifically our job, which is normal. Okay, it's normal. Right. Uh, so you just do your job. So no one, none of us got to go to recordings, and you know, uh, the producers went, and, and you know, in a lot of um, animated series, they have voice directors. Yes. So the directors, people like me, don't go vo- direct the voices because somebody thought it'd be a good idea to get somebody who's not a cartoonist to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, or funny. <laughs> uh, but that's not to say that they're not all funny. One of the funniest people in the world is Charlie Adler, and he's a yes. great voice director. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. And he's, yeah. he's, he's wonderful. But, uh, I don't know. Well... Okay, Tiny Toons is one thing. Ren and Stimpy is a whole nother beast where there's so many things that were created for that show that are just memorable in my mind that are so zany and out there. Well, Ren and Stimpy broke every mold there was for an animated show at that time, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it, it was, mm-hmm. it was, just beautiful. I mean, the, the, the things that were done, the, the close-ups with, you know... Showing a close up. I painted. I painted the nose goblins, oh. <laughs> and we we glued a real booger to it. <laughs> that was one of the scenes I was just going to ask about. Is that? Magic nose goblins. Well, when we started the show, we did the pilot. I was the only one who could paint. I painted all the backgrounds in the pilot. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah, and then we got you know Bill Ray and a lot of other really talented people. Uh, so I was off the hook. But I every now and then I'd jump in and do one, you know, just to keep my hand in. Um, and we, we did a lot of nice art. I don't know why nobody's done a coffee table book of the art. Like, I designed most of the title cards, and the, the paintings are beautiful. You no. know, and the backgrounds are beautiful. You know what? You don't hear people talking about the backgrounds on Ren and Snippy, but we did the best backgrounds in the business, oh. and a lot of people still copy it, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Now, cur- curiosity, um, how was that done? Was that done on celluloid? At the time, or backgrounds or? were painted with cell paints on uh, cold pressed watercolor paper. 
Oh, okay. Nice, nice texture for dry brush and things like yeah. that. Yeah. And cell vinyl paint is very durable. It's like acrylic, but it's a liquid acrylic. Okay. And it's bulletproof, and and it's color fast and bright and fun and easy to use. Dries quickly. You shoot it through an airbrush. It's wonderful paint. What 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 is the animation? process like I mean that that's that's something I'm not familiar I with. don't know anymore I don't know it's all different <laughs> it's you go different now, yeah. it used to be real simple everybody did it the same way you know you did your pre-production here and then you sent it to Korea yeah. oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no and, yeah. and the it was a very physical process but now everything's digital you know I, I I'm doing character layouts on the Spongebob movie now and I'm working on a Cintiq tablet oh. you know I'm not yeah, I'm yeah. not drawing with pencil anymore um, out, out of all the creations within Red and Stimpy and the small gags that would always be reoccurred, which one was your favorite that you kind of came up with? I think the best thing I ever did was Stimpy's invention. It was my idea. I wrote it. I storyboarded it. I mean, I didn't direct it, but I, I did most of it. And I'm proudest of that. Where did Powder Toast Man come from? <laughs> that came out of John's ass. <laughs> Which is why he flew backwards? And you squeeze yeah, it. <laughs> no, you know, he's one of John's characters, like Mr. Horse. Mr. Horse is pure John. It's even John's voice. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know John did the voice. John was Rhett. Well, yeah, okay, I knew that, but I didn't know about Mr. Horse, though. He was Mr. Horse, yeah. Well, after, after John got fired, I picked up doing Mr. Horse. I did Mr. Horse. Wow. Can you tell us a story about Log uh, and how that came to be? <laughs> Actually, I made, I, John made up Log. John said, look, we need to do a cartoon about Log. So <laughs> I made a cartoon about that. Log. Actually, I, 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 I heard a little rumor perhaps at dinner tonight about a character that never came to be called Crouton. No, no, no. I, I had the idea, but I never followed through on it. Right. But I always thought that Powdered Toast Man should have a super dog named Crouton. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get that sketch now because everyone's trying to get up on me. <laughs> uh, I'm actually from Toronto, so I have to ask about uh, the Royal Canadian Kilted Yaksman. That, that was, was so huge at home at the time. Well, everyone it, loved it. It was always we're playing well, it all that, the time. You know what? It was John's idea. Yeah. Because he's Canadian. Yeah. And <laughs> when when John got fired, we finished the cartoon. You know. Okay. So it was really John's vision. But I tell you what, I look at that cartoon and I see pure Chris Riccardi genius. You know. And the, the boards are the best, and the gags are the best, and the drawings are the best, and you know. And we gave Chris the uh, credit, the director credit. On that. What and he your, earned it. He earned it. Very nice. Yeah. What were your babies on the show? What, what, what were what were the characters that you hold closest to your heart? I love Stimpy. Yeah. Stimpy's the Stimpy. I think is the, in my mind, one of the greatest cartoon characters ever created because he's pure love. Yes. Yeah. He's unconditional love. Right, it's and true. he's so fucking charming and cute and fun to draw. I hate drawing Ren. I despise Ren. Well, Ren is a <laughs> and he's fucking hard to draw. He's, you know, I still tr- struggle drawing him. It should be easy after all this time, but it's not. I struggle. Wow. Uh, Chris Riccardi can draw him better than anybody, uh, and also Jim Smith, the great Jim Smith. Uh, you know, people don't talk about Jim much, but Jim is one of the creators of the show and a genius, yeah. and funny. So, what what are you what are you currently working on right now? I'm doing character layouts on SpongeBob. Oh, that's new, right. I'm sorry you, you mentioned that, but it's a little late in the night. I've killed a few brain cells. I'm <laughs> staying close to the fire. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. So, what, what's what's it like going to a true kid show from a kid show for adults? You know what? It's relaxing because Rin and Stimpy was stressful. 
Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Check it out. When when we moved to games after they closed in Spumco and we opened up the new offices in Beverly Hills, I had a very swanky office. I had a uh, it had been a, a guy running a law firm's office and it was huge with bookshelves going up, you know, 14 feet and a big long office. I had a, a, a executive washroom with a shower. I had a full fully stocked wet bar. Um, you know, it was a good deal. It was nice. And my you know we'd have writing sessions out on the the back. Uh, balcony, which ran the length of the building and had a beautiful, beautiful uh, panoramic view of, of Beverly Hills. And uh, this, was, we'd be out there riding, and the, my secretary would bring out a pitcher of martinis, and everybody had their own martini glasses and roll doobies, and just you know, hang out and laugh and come up with funny cartoons. Yeah. Be- between our podcast, you know, Drunk on Comics, and, and Jay's podcast, and Elegant Weapon. You just talked to the best things in the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, check it out. All the right we, we, what we, what we did a couple of times is we'd, we'd have to write the show, so we'd rent a suite at the Chateau Marmont in Hollywood, which is where all the the Hollywood celebrities go to bone, you know. And it's, they're, they're, they're where, it's very, it's where Belushi died. Yes. Oh. It's a hotel yeah. Belushi died in. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah it's where Lindsay Lohan pulled all her madness. And uh, so. We go there and we just we go we'd like have a Dr. Gonzo week. We just stay hole up in this hotel room and just room service, room service, room service, and we stagger out a week later with the series. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. What year did Ren and Stimpy start? 1902. When did it start airing? We did. We were starting. When did you do the second episode? We missed our second air date. Yeah, I, miss, I remember watching wow. it as a kid and missed the second airway. Oh, and it's boy, a rerun again! It's a rerun again! Why, boy, were the advertisers pissed! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started fucking up day one. <laughs> no, but what, what year did it start? Do you, do you remember? We did. We started the pilot in '89. I think it premiered in '90. Okay, because I was starting to remember. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was in high school, just about ready to graduate college, and I, I, I watched that thing in college like a mad motherfucker because you know. It's like, you know, you sit there just drinking beer, hanging out with your friends, going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Best damn show on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if somebody said, here's, here's, here's a million bucks a year, draw what you want, that's already established. I would, I would do, I would do yeah. the Rainer Stippy feature. Okay. I have it in my head, and I've been ready to do it since the end of the show. I'm just waiting for a chance to do it. You thought about a Kickstarter? I thought about that, but you know what? Really? I shouldn't have to do that. I should just be able to walk in and go, hey, dude, you know, to the guy at Paramount, let's do this. Let's fucking do this. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I know now is the right time. Oh, because absolutely. of you and you and you and all you well, people. We're, 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 ready, we're, for we're at the perfect age. Yeah. Yeah. At the perfect age. We're primed. But we're yeah. also at the age it, we it, I think it'll break records. Yeah. Well, thing, though, all these executives at these places that are saying no, they're fucking assholes. The fans will come to Kickstarter if you ever truly feel like doing it. I know. We are saying, I mean, I want to fucking see that. Yeah, but it's kind of a rights <laughs> thing, right? Like, who owns it? Paramount. No, yeah. well, no, no, no. It's Viacom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Paramount would Good be. Good luck with Viacom, right? Paramount would be the people to talk to. It would be right. like one of those yeah. Veronica Mars things, though, where they said, "Hey, how much money do I have to? We have to raise to make this movie." 
And uh, what studio was it that told Veronica Mars, you raise a million dollars, you can make the Veronica Mars movie? Yeah. And they, and they yeah, put they it on Kickstarter and they said, hey, if we get a million bucks, we can make this. How many millions did they get? Oh, my God. How they got many, like. How many millions would it take in 10 minutes? One or two? Three, oh, my. No. Four? I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous how much money they made on no, that. No, with Ren and Stimpy. Oh, fuck, oh, man. Oh, sure. are, are you kidding me? I bet you a million in a day. I wouldn't doubt. <laughs> you know what, though? I would say no I, bullshit. A I million in a week. Just what would you need up front? You know what? You could. I know. They, I, make, they make movies for a hundred million, but it's stupid. You can make a movie for a million. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? You're right. You can, and you just get like eight or ten really talented people, and they do everything. This guy here. You know, people who know how to write, people who know how to draw, people who know how to animate. You know, and we're at a convention. There's plenty of those around here. Yeah. Start this right now. Let's go back into your room. The way to do it is you you partner up with some somebody who's going to do the service work, who's going to do the stuff. You know, you keep that sort of separate. That's you do all the pre-production, and then you get some studio to pony up for the for the expensive part. You know, because development's cheap, it's very cheap to do. How did you end up doing the voice work when you did it? Because there was no one to do it. Microphone and did it. Really? Wait, Bob, like you just didn't want to bother getting someone to do it, or no? <laughs> you I, you know it? what? Look, dude. Okay. If somebody put you in charge of a show and didn't tell you how to do it. Wouldn't you just make shit up? Oh, yeah. It out. yeah. I did. I made it up. Yeah. It's like, Sink okay, I'm a voice actor. Nice. You know? Bob, what voices did you do? The what? What voices did you do? Oh, I did lots of them, but usually secondary characters. Okay. I was the baboon. I was I was the sergeant in, in the army. I was, I was oh, lumping off lump the wrestlers. You know. Awesome. I was lots of secondary characters. See, because, I, I, like... Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, we's awful ignorant, ain't we, Walt? Dang proud of it. <laughs> you know, I did I didn't do Well, we don't want to take up all your time tonight, but uh where can our listeners uh find you? Yeah, are you on Twitter? Are you Later on I'll be I'll be passed out between <laughs> a couple of cars. <laughs> Do you have Facebook? Do you have Twitter? Do you have a website that we could reach you at? I'm on Facebook, but I'm maxed out on friends. They can but, follow, though. Huh? They can follow you. Follow me. Yeah, they can follow me. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. All right, so look up Bob Camp there. Are you on yeah. Twitter at all? I, I think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I really don't know. Facebook is too much already. I don't need another one, you know? Is there a website that they can... Uh, Try to contact you through or see what you're working on right now. USgovernment.org. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, is, is it healthcare.org? It may or may not work. It's, it's oh, actually yeah, yeah, whitehouse.com. Yeah. You know what? There is, a, there is a Bob Lab. Bob Lab is my company. B O B L A B. It's fun to say Bob Lab, Bob Lab. <laughs> Bob Lab on Facebook. Just look me up. It's a group. And I. And I it's a page, yeah. It's a page. It's not a group. It's a page, and uh, I post stuff about animation and, and stuff like that on there. And you can come there and follow that. That's really cool. And what I'm interested in is other people in animation or comics or anything like that that can say, "Hey, Bob, check this out. What do you think?" You know, it's a good. I want it to be a place. I want it to be like Huffington Post. You know, it's, it's a sounding board. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a sounding board. Great. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody's interested in posting anything about, you know, what we do here. And what's going on here? That's awesome. That oh, is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That is wonderful. Yeah. Well, Bob, thank you so much for your thank time. You. Yeah. Um, we'll let you be to get back to your drinks and your duties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. <laughs> ready to pass out? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll clear a spot in that corner for you. You'll be fine. Yeah, right. You guys really hook up on Facebook. I'm, I'm 
interested in that because I do do Facebook a lot, you know. Yeah, he said doo-doo. I said what? He said doo-doo. I said doo-doo. I do it, too. Come on, you do, too, right? It's funny. You said that earlier about the name. We have a grocery chain in Canada called Loblaws. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I know all about it. I was just in Ottawa, and we drove we drove past Loblaws. I went, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Ottawa? Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Ottawa. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Bob, okay, thank you. Yes. Cheers. Uh, cheers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he, he could have gone on forever. If the bar hadn't closed, that's what shut us down. We were out of drinks. It, we were there. And, uh, you know, that's why you hear this next interview afterwards uh, is pretty much we can't get any more drinks at the beginning. But first of all, thank you, Bob Camp. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It is so greatly appreciated. Uh, what a wonderful wonderful storyteller and uh he just had he had us going he we were all of us right down to uh the surprise appearance there by mr dirk manning um popping in it's actually pretty much thanks to dirk that that interview went down so mr manning great appreciation and thanks are sent your way sir but uh yeah good times let's move on to william zabka uh, anyone unfamiliar with Billy Zabka? He was the uh, Bully Johnny, the uh, the bad guy from the Karate Kid. Uh, sweep the leg, Johnny. No, Sensei. Um, you know that the whole thingy that went down. So, uh, but he wasn't just there for that. He has done many, many wonderful things. And as it turns out, a really, really cool dude. Uh, we got to hang out with him a lot as well. And uh, real down to earth, smart guy. Uh, really really interesting conversationalist this is probably one of this is probably the fav my most favorite interview that i've ever been able to do for an elegant weapon as far as uh chats and interviews go uh i'm we're really proud of this chat it was good times and it's all because of him and his fantastic awesomeness um we chat about everything careers art movies karate kid of course uh, how his appearances on how i met your mother his directing his uh, interest in uh, other projects that he'd like to do so um again here's us and our good friends at drunk on comics hanging out by the fire having a chat with mr william zabka sweep the leg you have a problem with that no sensei no mercy. All right, it is nearing the very tail end of the after party here at Motor City Comic Con. And uh, myself and Jay from An Elegant Weapon are sitting here talking to Mr. Billy Zabka. That's right. How's it going, Billy? What's up, boys? Right by the fire where we met two nights ago. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's unseasonably cold here in Michigan. That's why I'm wearing my Oakley winter ski jacket. <laughs> Sorry to put you out to the fire again. No, no, this is great. Yeah. And and Tony is actually joining us now as well. No, so, I've been here the entire time, just silent. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Billy, just on cue. <laughs> I, I, I've I've got to say this because um, people people that listen to our show know we're primarily comics, and I am a massive comic book fan. When it comes to conventions, I'm not a big media guest fan. It's like I'm like, oh, that's cool, they're here. Right. When I found out you were coming, I may or may not have squealed a little bit like a little girl because <laughs> Karate Kid is one of the most iconic movies of all time, yeah. all time. And you were fantastic in it. 
you know, so now you, you did that. You did uh, just one of the guys. You, you were the, the epitome of the, the asshole. Right. They call me the quintessential 80s uh, bad guy. Yeah. I prefer it the, uh, the the misunderstood good guy. Ooh. Okay, elaborate. <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, that's a long story. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's just fantastic. So, but since the, you know, the movies that the majority of people probably know you from, um, you, you, you've done some acting, but you've done a lot of directing as well. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you've been doing. Well, I started out, I started out wanting to be a filmmaker. Like being an actor was secondary to what I wanted to do. Like when I, went, when I left high school, I didn't go to acting school. I went to, to film school. So I wanted to be a director. Where, where did you go to film school? I went to Cal State Northridge for my okay. first semester. And then halfway through that semester, I was auditioning for The Karate Kid and I got pulled out. And the next thing I'm in a movie and then the, the movie does really well. And then suddenly I'm like, and I keep going back to film school and then I get get pulled out for just one of the guys and I go to film school and get pulled out for back to school and then I got on a show called The Equalizer and so I became an actor by default and then I'm like well this is I love acting just as much it's not that I didn't love acting just as much but I don't know I, I was I've been making eight millimeter films since I was 10 years old really awesome. yeah so I, and it's like being in them and making them cutting them and splicing them and uh, so you were on Equalizer yeah I was the son of the Equalizer <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. For uh, for the whole season, all four seasons, I was in the first episode and the last episode. That was great. Yeah, and I worked with amazing actors and everything. So I kind of got like my film school was, you know, by osmosis working with these amazing actors and amazing directors and really great scripts and everything. And I I kind of didn't give up on my filmmaking dreams, but I just it, that was the road I was on. Well, and and, and it's got to be a great experience being on that side of the camera, seeing how it works. You know, like being able to. It, there's nothing better than, than a class that's hands-on, at least being able to, to Oh, witness. yeah, you know, I mean, the stuff, like, I went, when I would go back to school, like, I mean, I was, like, way beyond my instructors, you know, and, like, you know, and they, what they were teaching. Like, I was experiencing it. Like, they're dealing with little 16-millimeter cameras. I'm shooting 35 and really big lights. And so it was, like, I had already experienced the bigger feeling and everything. So, but, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I always wanted to be, you know, behind the camera more, but I became an actor. And then that became, like, you know... I went on that ride. I was 19, you know, Karate Kid. I was 18, back to school, 1920. Wow. So, you know, in those days, and they're flying me around, the, you know, to all these like, you know, Daytona Beach for spring break, and I'm hosting an MTV and like, you know, getting up in front of the crowds and live that life for a while. That, that had to be fun, though. I mean, it was. I mean, it's, come on, man. I mean, flying to Daytona Beach when you're 19 years old, and I was picked up by a Hawaiian Tropic band, you know, with like all the, you know, and yeah. ended up falling in love with the girl for a couple of years, and like that whole route, you know. But was it I, ever tricky, like you hear celebs nowadays, you know, when they're young kids and then they kind of get, you know, how it is with certain teen yeah. actors and this and it's that? It's a different world now, man, with the internet, man. Like yeah, when I was there, it was like, that was, it was a kind of a private thing in a weird way. Like, you know, the, there wasn't the internet, first of all. You know, if anything, you were showed up in a little magazine here or there and you'd go and check the racks for, if you know, if you made Teen Beat this month or something, you know, <laughs> which we so all good. did, sadly. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like you know, and I have so many cheesy, like, pullouts and like <laughs> stuff like I mean stuff that's haunting me now on eBay right now Dude, you know you, you, now, now you're actually making me a little bit upset that I didn't like go fucking like look some of that shit up and walk in and go dude sign this no <laughs> yeah, yeah hey you know what it happens you know so but that was a season you know and then I kind of went and I did a bunch of stuff and then um, I'll tell you what I got I'll, I was in the Virgin Islands for like two months doing a movie of the week for ABC it's a really cool movie of the week about the uh, Tosha, which is the Spanish galleon that crashed off the Florida Keys with yeah. $400 million worth of gold. Oh, and, it, and a family that looked for it for 17 years, and they lost two of the, one of their kids along the way. And they found the money, and they got to keep it, $400 million. So I played one of the kids on the boat, and we filmed it in the Virgin Islands. And I was there for a couple months and um, trained how to scuba dive and 
you know, I was out on these cool boats with like these, you know, they call mailboxes, which were like these vents that the, the, the propeller would push the sand down and move the thing away. And I was learning all this stuff. But I remember being out on the boat and every night having swordfish and like, and now I'm like, you know, a little mid-20s mid and, um, and I see uh, a little rubber dinghy with a bunch of like Navy SEALs going out to their boat. And I remember looking at them thinking, wow, those guys are doing something with their lives. Like, I'm a puppet, I'm just doing these parts, and I'm, you know, it's like, I felt really unfulfilled. And after that, I literally kind of came back, I was right at, like, breaking, like, I had all these offers, I had all these different things going on, and I decided to go into um, music school, and I actually played guitar, and, like, I took a whole nother route. I went to Dick Grove School of Music, I grew my hair long, I drove a Jeep, and I went and I, I graduated guitar school for wow. a couple years, and blew off my whole career. And I was fulfilled, and I was totally happy, it was a kind of a searching thing, I think, you know, like... Well, going from 20s. a teen thing, yeah. yeah. So, you well, know, it's you just know, been a crazy and, ride. Well, it's got to be one of those things, you know. It's like when, when you're you're 18, 19 years old, you get pulled into that. You, you kind of miss out on that that growing up college experience that a lot of other people did, and, yeah. and you had to have that moment to to figure out what you wanted to do, where you wanted to be. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, my college experience was literally on the set of Back to School in Madison, Wisconsin, as you know, not having to study but getting to go to the parties. You know, I missed that. You know what I mean? Like you got to touch on being on a set like that with actors like that. Oh, that was just epic. Like of all the movies now, Karate Kid, of course, is sentimentally my favorite because it was my first and it's an iconic film, and so is Back to School in its own way, but. If, like I had to just watch a movie, like I'd probably pull it back to school. Like it's just the, well, I, the cast so of good. that. It's so funny. Yeah. Two you know. primary reasons: Rodney Dangerfield and Sam Kinison. I mean, my God, two of the most like genius minds of the comedic world of all time. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that 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 yeah. that had to be fantastic. I met Rodney in an elevator in Madison after I got there with my suitcase, getting off his plane, getting to the hotel, and he's in an elevator in his robe and his hair sticking up. His <laughs> eyes are all baggy, you know. And I'm like, Hey, Rodney, I'm Billy Zafka. I'm playing chess. He goes, Yeah, yeah. How you doing? How you doing? Like, what are you doing in your robe? He goes, Oh, I got to get to the sun. I got to get the pot out of my lungs. <laughs> okay. He goes, you, you're young, you can handle it. You know, like, that's how I met him, you know. And he was just always like that. Man. Oh, He's just, my goodness. He was funny, like, from go. Like, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, he had an audience, you know. He was just great. Couldn't help it. That, yeah. that guy seems like he was always on. Always yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, I always imagine that one moment of, like, like randomly running into Rodney and, and just hearing him do that, the, the, the line going, Yo, baby, you want to learn nine dollars the hard way? Right, right, right. That, that, that's kind of how I've, I've always imagined. I don't want to imagine him any other way. Right. You know. So. Right. Now, one of the things that you've been most recently on is how I met your mother, guest starring on that. How was that? Playing yourself. Yeah, that was totally, totally like I'm still like being at this show. How many kids are coming up to me knowing my name? Like kids, you know, 14, 15 years old. Like you're Billy Zappi. Like that's never happens. Sounds good. All right. We're about to turn off the fireplace in a 15 minutes. <laughs> I, th I think the after party's so. getting canceled. <laughs> Have you seen one of the after the show up until then? No, I had seen pieces of it, but I was, I don't, I don't, I don't watch much television to be honest at all. I just don't get into series and stuff like the office I got into for a while, but like, no, I wasn't a big fan of the show, but I, when I was on, I'd watch it. Um, it was great. They called me out of the blue. I was you well. How did they pitch that idea to you? Because obviously for Barney's bachelor party, yeah, how amazing that was, and really how amazing <laughs> that was watching it as a viewer. Yeah, being like, holy shit, that was badass. Yeah, they 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 told me they wanted me to be on the show. They called me, they called me directly, and uh, and I was excited. And then they sent me the script. 
and uh, then I'm, I'm the clown. And the funny thing about the clown is the clown has no lines, you know, he's a clown. So I'm like, all right, I'm the clown. Where do I speak in this thing? And I'm turning the pages, turning the pages. And at the very end, it's when he says, well, thanks for bringing Ralph Marchio, but he ain't the Karate Kid. And then there's a speech that I have. I'm like, oh, there's my speech. So I'm coming out of a clown hat, you know, wig, and I got my headband on, and I'm saying, you know, finally somebody gets it kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, so that's the gag, you know, and that's where it's going to end. So I thought it was great. So I said, of course I'm going to do it. And I didn't think Ralph would do it because they kind of like slam Ralph the whole time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ralph and I were talking. I'm like, are you going to do this? He goes, well, I talked to him, and they're going to try to make my character like Barney and like be funny. And so he was in. So I'm like, cool. And it was really nice of Ralph to do that because he really took a lot of, you know, hits from the Barney character. That's you know? kind of what Barney did for himself, Neil Patrick Harris, in the Harold and Kumar movies. Yeah. Playing this, you know, yeah, altered, ver version of himself. Version of yeah, himself. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, but I thought that was it for me. Like, you know, I was going to take off my wig, I was going to go up and do my, like, ki, and they're going to leave me hanging with half-clown makeup on and my gi, <laughs> and that was the joke, and that was it. But, you know, one thing I did was I took it really seriously, and I went online to YouTube and watched um, uh, Ringling Brothers Clown School. And um, like actually learned how to be a clown. So, like I be showed up on the set animated and alive like a clown, and they were like, I think they took notice of that, and then saw that I had some comic chops. And in really in a safe way, by them getting me on the show as a clown, I couldn't really screw up too bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like they didn't interview me and see if I could act still. They're just like, you know, you're a clown. So how, you know? But I I had fun with it. You know, and the next thing I knew, the feedback was great from their fans, and then. They're like, okay, we're booking you for another one, and then it turned into like, you know, nine in the final season. So, so are you more of a method actor then, or, or? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If I mean, I'm I know a that's actor. not your not not your your primary passion. I know being behind the camera is more. Well, but. yeah, but no, I'm a, I'm an actor. I mean, I take it seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm a method actor. I mean, you're playing yourself, so that's like how how much more method how method, <laughs> how method you have to be to play yourself. You know, but it was like a twisted version of you, so it's kind of like fun. It was crazy though. It's like I. You know, I, I don't know if I'm a method actor, but uh, I'm, I take my research seriously, you know? Like, if I'm gonna play a clown, I wanna know what a clown would do, and yeah, you yeah. know, so I do Well, that makes that. me wonder, like, cause being such a part of like uh, an 80s iconic thing. Yeah. Uh, does it skew being a teenager at that time and having the nostalgia that kinda, you know, the rest of us would have about other things? Like, you look back on the 80s, not just Karate Kid, yeah. but all the other things that we loved about the 80s. Right, right. Did that skew that for you at all? But you st you feel like part of the 80s, you know, kids, that you loved all the stuff that happened then? Yeah, yeah. You mean, like, you mean skew, like, the future? Or what do you mean? Well, no, like I mean, it must be weird to be a part of something where, like, you know, all the things we were into in the 80s, whether it was cart the great cartoons and all the, especially the movies, right? Right, The, the movies, the, the Spielberg music, the, the whole nine arts, yeah. And we got to just be pure fans of that. You right, know, no right. involvement, no understanding, nothing behind the scenes. Yeah. Does being part of that iconicness screw like no, skew no, other stuff? I, no, because yeah. the funny thing is, I you feel don't like look at it different. No, because I was a fan of that too, like Pretty in Pink and Say Anything yes, and yeah. like Ferris Bueller and you know Top Gun and all that stuff. Like I was a, fin a fan of, and I felt like a total imposter when I would show up on screen. Like, what am I doing there? Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'd feel like a total imposter. Like. 
I hope nobody knows I'm not really, you know. Oh, I don't <laughs> belong there. Was there ever a role yeah. that you tried out for that you really wanted? That oh, just dude, so many, dude. So many. Uh, are oh, are, are sure. there anything that you were close on that you didn't so get that, that, you, that you can actually well, talk about? Well, here's one that really... I, I, I'm still to this day bummed about it, but Hot Tub Time Machine made up for it. Mm. Um, yeah. And that was, uh, um, you know, when I got offered just one of the guys, and I was, um, I, it was with a Columbia who did Karate Kid, so they kind of just gave me the movie. And now I'm locked down in contract. I have to go to Arizona and do this movie. At the same time, after I sign the contracts, I get an offer from Better Off Dead. And I'm like, wow. and I'm like, I want to go to skiing, man. And it wasn't about like what character I want to play because they were both jerks. One was just in a ski outfit. The other was like lifting tables. But I'm like, I want to be in the lodge. I want to go skiing with these guys, you know. And I didn't know these you know, who they all were at that time. Dude, Better so, Off and, and Better Off Dead. That's one of my all-time favorites. We we talked to Curtis Armstrong last year. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great. He is fantastic. I mean that. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, you know, and it's funny because you were that, and I, I, I'm sorry if it's cliche, but you That's were the way you, it is, man. It's like it's yeah. all good. You, you, you were, you were such a good, bad asshole. Bully. You, know? yeah. you were the quintessential yeah. '80s bully. The, yeah. I, I actually yeah. think I would have liked you better in that movie now that I'm thinking about it. I'm just going to go back and watch it and I'm going to visualize you. Right, no. right, right, right. <laughs> oh yeah, I really wanted to do that. But what was fun was when Hot Tub called me out of the blue. They had filmed the movie all the way through and then uh, they, they had a, like a little dip in the middle where they wanted to punch up some laughs and they just called me out of the blue and they're like, you know, you want to be in a John Cusack movie? I'm like, well, it's, you know, and then I'm like, cool. So then I went to MGM and they, they showed me the rough cut and it was really funny. Steve Pink, the director and like all the people. And that movie so was great. In. So it was just a little cameo in it, but it was kind of like when I was on set, I felt like this is kind of like my makeup for missing Better Off Dead. I'm in a ski movie with John Cusack. <laughs> you know what I mean? so. Okay, now th- th- this is this is totally off the wall. But sorry, I, sorry, I'm surprised he did that movie. When Hot Cusack? Top, I was really surprised that he was able to not that I'd, I don't think he's, I probably think he's a great guy, but he seems like a pretty serious actor yeah. with a lot of the movies he's been doing the past couple decades. And sure, stuff. sure. And then when he did Hot Tub Time Machine, hey, it's a comedy that yeah. he hasn't done in years. Right. And I was really surprised that he yeah. actually took that on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's, he that, took it on big time. I mean, he was a producer yeah. on that, too. So he was, oh, yeah. yeah he, he, he was, like, really into the dialogue and, like, music. Well, it's all cool over. that it shows he appreciates his own nostalgia. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. right. I'm sure yeah. he got paid pretty well, too, for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, now so I, th- this is this is a weird oddball question, but when I heard you were coming, I'm like sitting there going, okay, I, I, I'm I'm getting Billy to sign something for me, you know, because I, I, I'm a big fan. I'm like, I'm like, don't just want to do normal, you know, buy the picture. What do I want to do? I want to bring something. In. And all of a sudden, like at the last minute, I thought about it. I didn't have time, but I'm like. I want to go find an old shitty '80s boombox, smash it in. With like, That'd be you know, original, and, man. And, 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 and have you sign it? What's have you had anybody bring up something really weird yeah. for you to sign? What's, I, what's I know you don't do a lot of cons. I did one, and I, I don't know even where I was taken, but some like all like they they you know, the guys that run these shows, you know, they kind of just like they got game going on that you don't even know about when you're an artist, you know. And it's like, hey, there's a fan, a really big fan, and he's got so much stuff. It's in a room. And I get pulled into this room, and it's like everything vintage, like Cobra Kai belts and hat, like things I never even knew existed. Like it was just like a Cobra Kai dog, you know. And they pay me for being in the room, and I sign everything. But it was like I don't even remember what it was, but it was like stuff I'd never seen, like crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, neat. yeah, that is awesome. So I don't know. I've had, I think the weirdest things is like dolls, you know, that come up or like you know maybe an Atari game like the Karate Kid Atari game yeah like uh, there was a Karate Kid Atari yeah game. yeah and I never show up and you can't win like you can't win. <laughs> just Daniel just fighting through bricks and stuff and I don't even think Miyagi's in it it's so bad it's like one of the worst games of all time in fact somebody played it it's like I don't know how many hours he said he did spend on it but like 
he finally finished it to prove that you can finish it and he was just so disappointed and mad and he wrote this huge thing about it <laughs> well so, since we are drunk on comics yes two-part question one do you read comics Ooh, actually that's that's actually gonna lead into a, a better question tony because i don't know if you were here the other night we talked about Karate Kid was actually based on a comic. And we found it to this today. Did you find what? it? Yeah, and that's the thing, yeah. Well, to answer your question, yeah, when I was a kid, I read a lot of comics. Um, I didn't get, uh, I, I don't know all the guys, I don't know I don't know the Rolodex like you guys do. I love comics, like I appreciate that. I love like Marvel's doing, I love all the movies. I'd love to be in a Marvel movie or a comic movie, I think it's great. You hearing that, Marvel? It's Marvel, <laughs> place call, yes, no. Uh, but, hey, there's uh, nothing wrong with maybe showing up in a DC movie too. You know? Yeah, or DC, you know, like, <laughs> like whatever. But, um, but Karate Kid was originally a comic strip that was found by, I believe how the story goes, and Jerry Weintraub, who produced Karate Kid, found the comic strip and thought of it as an idea and then got a writer on it, and then it kind of grew from that. But we looked at it today, and the guy that actually runs the show tracked down a guy that, that works here that has the original set, and we bought him today. Like that is the, awesome. The original Eleven. You, you and Martin, wow. right? Yeah, yeah. Martin Cove, who played your sensei yeah. in the movie. Yeah. yeah, which we had we had a chance to just talk to, like you know, over over smokes and whatnot. Yeah, but and then second part to that, yeah. since we're the drunk part on drunk on comics. Right. What's your go-to drink? Well, my go-to drink is uh, seltzer water right now. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. but if you're picking the alcohol. <laughs> but if I'm gonna have alcohol. Jack and Coke. It's been Jack and Coke. Yeah, you know, uh, a little bit, but no, I'm not a drinker, so. Yeah. If I'm gonna have a go-to drink, it's you know something it's light. It's a joint. I I, 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 I kind of had to twist your arm a little bit, but you did allow me to buy you one drink. So there you, know. you go. Yes, yeah. you had to twist my arm a little yeah. bit. Yes, yes, indeed. Maybe yeah. maybe more than a little bit. Right, you know, right, but, right, right. You know, hey, it, it, you know, okay. So now, <laughs> here here's here's the oddball question because I was talking to somebody about Karate Kid the other day because we were talking about the fact that you were gonna be here and and can you explain to me how when you know, Ralph's character, Daniel, kicks you in the head at the end. How is that considered a point? Because they clearly say no headshots. You know what? That The music, the, the emotion of that has everybody snowed for 30 years. And I think like, like Barney yeah. Stinson woke up to that and said, <laughs> like the writers of How I Met Your Mother, you know, they're like, they, they like did the math on that and said, wait, you know. I didn't until that, it. I never thought of it. I didn't catch it until like, like <laughs> a week what, ago. Yeah. First, I tell you what, for 15 years, I couldn't watch that movie without feeling the kick emotionally the way I felt it when we filmed it. And I couldn't see the film objectively because I would still see it through my point of view. Wow. wow. Even to the end, even when I hand him the trophy at the end. I mean, I could not experience that movie like you guys did until now where I watch it and I feel completely detached from myself. And then I'm like, yeah, that guy's a jerk, man, you know? <laughs> like, you know? But like, uh, you know, in that time as an actor, you're trying to find, look, you don't want to just play an evil guy. Anybody, you don't want to just play a mean guy. You want to give somebody dimension, especially if you're not really that kind of person. So like for me to be able to justify playing this character, I had to hang on to the one thing in the script was when I hand him the trophy at the end. I'm like, oh, there's redemption in him. You know, now, actually, I didn't say that consciously, but subconsciously I knew that I dialed into that. So For, for me, the turning point was literally when, you know, when, when, when your sensei, John Kreese, uh, character, yeah. says to you, sweep the leg, and you look at him, and your eyes dart left and right. Yeah. And that, searching. that yeah. was that moment right yeah, there. Totally. Was, you're like, what? And that was where, that was some of the most beautiful acting like you looking back, you know, as an adult, back then I was like, he's not sure. But as an adult, looking back and, and, and having gone through film and video school, I, I don't know if that was directed to you or if that was something that you did on your own. That was a real response to him. And the way I met Marty was as Crease. So I don't know, like I know Marty now as Marty. He's yeah. a teddy bear. 
but he was introduced to me in a gi with a black belt on and the only way I ever saw him was in a dojo when he was barking at us and I had no relationship with him outside of him being Sensei Kree's wow. and so when that scene happened and he did that that line to me the way he delivered to me and he was so intense about it I was really trying to read him as Marty as an actor as a sense like the whole thing so that was just an organic reaction there was no there was no directing I don't there was no direction at all in that I remember shooting that and it was like almost nobody was there like the fans were all gone that was like everybody's at lunch and they pulled us to a corner and put some people in the stands and they shot that little piece and moved on but the way they cut it together it's part of the organism of that whole and, 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 wow. and as somebody watching it was it was uncomfortable because that's the first time where you actually, for me as as, as a viewer, feel for for Johnny's character. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and and that's one of those things where I sit there and look back at it, and I'm like, my God. Yeah. And, and I think you know, but that is such. Like I said, it's it's an iconic film, and and we talked about it. You know, everything from the characters in the movie, but the soundtrack itself is its character in and of itself. Yeah. 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 So. Well, like the. the the essence of the 80s are in the DNA of that movie. Yeah. So, yeah. and there was a simpler, purer time in that time. And there Absolutely. was like, a, there was just a little bit more, you know, the music was different, the kind of music that was being made, the wardrobe, the attitudes. What I really identified with was was actually something that was big. It's It's been fixed kind of in society, at least where I come from in Canada, but I was a single kid. I was a kid with a single mom. Mm. And the whole story of Danny and his mom and moving and just them two so fighting. And that actually was a big thing in the 80s. There was a lot of those stories yeah, where yeah. it was single mothers. Right. It was a big thing in the 80s. Yeah. And I really, really identified with that. Wow, wow. And that was something I got out of this kid who didn't have a father. Because right. I never had a dad. And didn't have this male you know, thing. And right. that's, that's what really clicked me into the movie. Yeah. Was, them yeah. building this relationship yeah you know? so that's beautiful and that's yeah, why yeah. the movie works so well i mean yeah, that whole yeah. relationship thing and then the movie at the end isn't even just about daniel it's about all the kids it's about you know it's everybody's delivered johnny's delivered the cobra kaiser delivered the only mm -hmm. person still left holding the torch is crease who gets it in the first act of the second movie but it's like you know it's 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 well, kind of like you know if the bad guys just got fell and they just got beat but it was like it was just everybody's human and had dimension. Yeah, and and, and, and it, it's, it's almost time. like everyone gets gets their redemption at the end. He, he, you know, even Miyagi, he, he gets that final fulfillment. Right. You right. know, in there. But so now, quick quick question for you. I mean, it, we'll, and we'll we'll let you go here because we we've been yeah. rabbling on for no here worries, a while. No but so, what are you working on right now? I mean, like, what what, what do you want to tell people about that you're working on so they can come? You know. See what you're doing. I mean, are, are you, do you have anything well, directing I just, wise going yeah, on? Yeah, right yeah. I'm do, I mean, I'm directing a lot of stuff. I direct commercials. You know, I direct music videos. So mm -hmm. I've got a bunch of those lined up for good artists and good commercials and stuff. On the directing side, I'm developing a television show. I'm writing a movie uh, that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. Um, but that's going to be fun. Uh, and uh, and then it's pilot season right now. So I'm up for a bunch of TV sto shows and stuff like that. How I Met Your Mother was great. It kind of put me back out there on the map. And so I got a lot of casting people calling me. Just did a film called Produce that's going to be out soon nice. about a kid with Down syndrome, and I play his alcoholic dad. Not his alcoholic dad, but an alcoholic dad. Um, it's a really kind of deep, cool movie. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, really, where I'm at is where I started, and that's like I went to college to be a filmmaker and got, and my life took this crazy ride, and it's just that grown up now. You know, I just have a lot behind me, and so I don't know what's coming next. You know, it's, it's exciting either. though, right? You never know. Yeah, it's all good. You know, it's all like the journey is the destination. It's not like. Um, you know, made it here. I made it there. Like you made it now, right here. It's like it's about this moment. It's not about anything more than that. And take that all the way. And then I don't listen to praise and I don't listen to the critics. It's like it's all good. I get it. I love the fans. That's why I come here. Cause I, you know, met so many guys that have like 
got their black belts from the movie and they're like cops yeah. now and like even the guy that's the head of security here like trains the military he's got a Cobra Kai tattoo on his uh, <laughs> on his uh, calf you is know? that Frank? yeah dude yeah. check out his calf man I got, I got his well he's Frank's always so so well dressed man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. have him pull up his left leg dude he's got a big old Cobra <laughs> nice. Kai tat on there so yeah. it's like it's cool man that you could do something in your life that like ripples and touches people and you know I'm a, I'm, I'm a people person at first I'm an artist and like it's like it's about that it's not about anything more than that and what it's really about for me is my family I got two beautiful kids and a beautiful wife and awesome. that's the uh, son and are they old enough that set. they've seen it yet no or? and he won't see for he's four and a half oh okay. yeah he's but he gets it. it he's seen clips of it in fact the other day <laughs> he, he puts a black headband on no kidding Ooh. and get starts doing and I'm like what are you doing he goes he goes yeah I'm, you know I'm doing karate that's you know that's what you do with these I'm like how do you know that you know <laughs> so, and, I, and he never saw it with me but maybe his babysitter clicked through a channel or something. like I'm trying to get to the bottom of it he's old nice. enough to process his dad in a skeleton outfit he'll he'll see that film, that's but. awesome okay i before i let Gus go yes. on an elegant weapon yes, i always have to get their last opinion all right of the six what's your favorite star wars movie my favorite star wars movie of the six even if you're not a fan i make them answer this question oh that's a hard <laughs> question though unless you question. unless you can say to me well it's, what's the I one all right I, I, what's even the, of the first three did you like the original did you like jedi um Wait, oh, the, of the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah the Star oh, Wars. Oh, sorry, movies. man. I went to Star Trek. Oh, no, of the Star Trek. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was, I've seen, That's a whole other podcast. I know. Someone sorry, guys. Doing. I don't mean to insult you. You can, you can <laughs> okay. delete that. That's no. Oh, uh, um, uh, the first one. Yeah. No, yeah. The, the very original. Right. The original nice. one. All right, cool. Flat out. Yeah. That's it. You don't even need to explain it. It's just the last question I yeah, always ask. Yeah, so. it's, it's, yeah for sure the, the first one. And right. it also has to do with where I was. I was it's my first drive-in movie theater experience with my parents. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. So, I mean, it wasn't just the movie. And that's, I think, what people, like, remember a movie. They're not just remembering the movie. They're remembering who they were with, where they were, the and that moment of, of time. And that's what, it, that's what captures. That's what music does, and that's what good film does. And so, for me, because of that, that's what that's awesome no doubt thanks one. so much man all hey right, guys for, you guys rock for our listeners yeah. is there any place that uh, they could possibly listen to you reach you get get a hold of you such um, as twitter facebook yeah twitter i'm just at william zapka on twitter um you know if you're nice and you tweet me nice i'll follow you and we can dm yeah hey, <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, t I tell you what billy i, I gotta say i mean we've met so many people over the years you know as as fans and as our, our podcast you are one of the nicest people we've ever met, Hands and down. and, and yeah. I, I got to thank you. I mean, it's, it's actually been a pleasure hanging out with you throughout this entire we've weekend. We've had a blast, man. The podcast is secondary to that, man. If yeah. you didn't have these in your hand, we'd be rapping the same way. It's just yeah. cool that you get to share this with your that's your what we peeps, love about you know? doing this, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and and, 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 and we, we were we were talking about it, you know, earlier. It's like you know what? If we don't get to interview Billy, we aren't going to be dis disappointed. Yeah, our, so fan, we, our, yeah, our fans, our fans might, to you, so but yeah, you know, because they're missing out. But yeah, thank you yeah, so much, man. It's, it's been a pleasure. pleasure. So yeah, absolutely, well, I'm glad we did this now because I know tomorrow's gonna be crazy. I got to get out of town and yeah, yeah like yeah. you don't want to well, rush this. Like, we were time, by a man. fire. It's cool, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're all drunk. No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was earlier. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. you know, I'm starting to sober up a little bit. Yeah. But Billy, all the best to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. You too, man. I'll be looking for you, man. I'm glad to meet you, boys. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. All right. I hope you really enjoyed that. That was really good. I hope you enjoyed that even an iota um, as much as I enjoyed doing the chat. Um, but here's the embarrassing part, okay? Um, we drank a lot that weekend. We got very drunk on Motor City Comic Con. Uh, the first night, especially, we just let her loose 
let her loose. And uh, at the end of the night, uh, Matt, sorry, not Matt, Tony, Tony and uh, Derek of Drunk on Comics, we all went back to the hotel room there and uh, we started talking and drinking. And for some reason, as Derek said quite often over the weekend, hey, are you recording this? And I, of course, as quite often replied over the weekend, yep. And uh, it turned out quite embarrassing for me, uh, not so much as those guys, because I, I, I'm i pretty, pretty drunk. I'm fucking wasted, and I'm loud. Uh, the whole entire conversation you're about to hear came from, for some reason, me trying to tell the story of how I got into comics, because I think one of them asked how I got into comics or something. Either way, I'm trying to tell that story, and then I lost them. And I just drunkenly and stubbornly, I wouldn't quit. So take that as like framework, as like a nice base for where I'm coming from in this interview, as well being really, really drunk. This is the most embarrassing piece of recorded material that I've ever taken part in. (laughs) And I've taken part in some drunken materials before, uh, you know. So... (laughs) But it's uh, it's worth it, you know. Uh, there was one or two things I just had to take out because, uh, you know, sometimes when you're drunk, you just say things that, uh, you know, people don't necessarily need to hear. So this is a little PG'd up. You know, sometimes when you're drunk, jokes can cross the line. <laughs> but overall, very, very minimal. A couple seconds here and there. But still, I, I assure you, I left 99.8% of Jay's most embarrassing moments if not the most embarrassing moment in the history of an elegant weapon. It's me and Drunk on Comics talking in a hotel room. It's Drunk on Comics stoned on Star Wars. It's after dark. Oh, God. I don't want to play this, but I'm going to. It's so embarrassing. for smoking in this room. Holy fuck. That's not bad. I mean, we need a cigarette that bad. It, I don't know. I hope I wouldn't need a cigarette that bad. But if you're Billy Zabka, fuck it. <laughs> if you're that guy, sure. Yeah, yeah, but in that case, you can sweep the leg. So, I thought... What? Brain kick to the face. Do you have a problem with that, Mr. Lawrence? Not at all. No, sensei. <laughs> so, I got... Uh, what it was was I was collecting superpowers and stuff. But uh, before that happened... You have superpowers? And you're collecting them? <laughs> Holy fuck. One by one, man. Wait. One by one. You're, you're like the bad guy from Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I am Or the Siler. good guy, too, because he did the same shit. I am Xyler. Oh, Milo? Yeah. No, but Milo... Well, at, at one point, Milo can only take one at a time. But in the future, he can do more than one. Yes. I was really f- surprised to find out that that guy actually voiced Wolverine. Milo Ventimiglia? Yeah. He voiced Wolverine in one or two of the cartoons. No shit. Yeah, man. So, uh... Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Cheese sticks abound. So I had a comic book, and it was a weird comic book, and it was one of my first ones, because when I was really young, what what got me into comics was, uh, initially, when I was three, two turning three, my stepfather made me a toy box, like a plywood toy box, and he's a really good artist, and he drew Batman and Superman all over it. So oh. that was my introduction. Tony, make sure you turn your ringer on, because otherwise it will be a real podcast if your fucking phone doesn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So I had this comic. It was one book that had like six origins in it. I don't know what it was. It was like a weird DC like thing that they put out. And it was all a bunch of origins. So it'd be like two pages per origin. And I fucking got obsessed with this shit because that's what hooked me in. Wasn't learning about the superheroes, it was the origins. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. So I had this comic that taught me all about the original Green Lantern and all this shit. And that's when I really started to get into shit. But the first comic that I got obsessed about buying was Spider-Man. What? What are you laughing at? Jerky? No. Green Lantern. <laughs> green Lantern. Derek, take my picture. <laughs> Listeners at home, that's the secret word of the day. Where you get to pound your beer if you're listening to us while drinking because... Derek said it again. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> I brought my power ring, too. <laughs> I forgot mine at home. <laughs> it's probably what the tripod's did. Let's record some shit. It is. We've been recording for Wait. two minutes and 50 seconds. Well, you gotta tell us. I don't tell shit. <laughs> That's right. What do you mean? It's Gorilla Podcasting. Welcome to an elegant weapon, 102. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more down with the chimpanzee podcast. <laughs> Flinging my poo at you. <laughs> Alright, so uh, you, you got... So I got into Spider-Man. Wait. And it was just what? before McFarlane. How, how... Who? Before McFarlane took over Spider-Man. McFarlane? McFarlane. 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 Okay. Fucking weird-ass Fucking Canadians. <laughs> McFarland. Yes. <laughs> Just before I got into, uh, like, I started getting into comics as a kid like that, and I had those origins, and still to this day, origins, chronology, all that kind of stuff. That's why I'm a big Highlander fan. I like chronology. I like things Because there fitting. can be only one? That too. Only one origin. There can only be one origin, unless you decide Yeah, to don't read comic books now, because that <laughs> fucks it up. <laughs> fucking space aliens or some shit, right? So I got into Spider-Man to the point where I was like, Mom, take me to these comic shops. And I started discovering comic <laughs> shops because I was collecting just before he took uh, McFarlane, took over. And uh, <laughs> I, bought, I had like two or, three ap- two or three issues and then remember Chance? That's when McFarlane took over was when... Uh, who? Chance. No. Who, who, when, when who took over? McFarlane. <laughs> when McFarlane took over... Say like, say like you're fucking Scottish. McFarlane took over. <laughs> and do you remember when Chance came in? Remember the villain Chance? Who like, uh, he was like blue and whatever. It was it was just before 300. It was like 296 to like 300 of Amazing Spider-Man. No. Okay. Well, it was a new villain and that's when McFarlane took over and he brought in Chance and... <laughs> And really, every time you're gonna fucking giggle, it's like your 13 year old boys. I keep imagining Scrooge McDuck I might as well be driving boobs. pretty far on the highway. McFarlane. For- McFarlane. McFarlane. Hey, McFarlane, right? Yeah. Look, do you want McFarlane or McFar <laughs> Avenue? No, I want McFarlane. <laughs> it's fucking McFarlane. So the he fuck takes is wrong with over. You? I'll fuck you up, you fucking fuck. <laughs> How can you mix up your mix? <laughs> fucking guys and your fucking shit. 
<laughs> I don't know how you stay so straight every fucking week. <laughs> I you really know. You and your fucking goat. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's fucking rope. Rope. <laughs> uh, I've come to claim the right of a husband. Hey, cheers. Don't we get to talk to him this weekend. What? Uh, who? Tommy Flanagan's here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From Sons of Anarchy. And he yeah. was in Braveheart. He was, I've come to claim the right of a husband! Smash a guy's face. Th- that guy has been in everything. He's been in tons of shit. Everything. And, like, it, it, like his scars scare me a little bit. His facial scourge? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, and... and Wait, that shit's real? Yeah, that's real. Mm. Whoa! Yeah, I thought that's that's Hollywood real. makeup. No, no, that no real. it's real. Yeah. It, Okay, Tony, it, it would be fake if it was only in one show. It's an all film. <laughs> That's what they want to reproduce the, the same thing. For 20 years, every <laughs> role he takes, he's got to have the same scar. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's badass looking. And that he got it in real life? What the fuck? Yeah, that is badass. No, no ba- basically from what I understand in my inebriated sense, it's like some gang type thing. Like when you mug somebody, basically you fucking like take a knife and you fucking... Like cut their their cheeks open. Oh, the smiley. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is, that, that is fucking terrifying. Yeah, you don't fuck. You ever heard of a Chelsea brick? No. What Somehow Canadian the fucking thing English. Is that? No, this is an English thing. Somehow the fucking English in their fucking soccer hooliganness figured out a way to roll a newspaper so in, in a certain way that makes it so hard it's like a brick, and they would beat the shit out of each other with a newspaper. Rolled up real tight, so it was like hard, and they called that a Chelsea brick. So it's kind of like biting the curb. Kind of, yeah. But that's yeah. fucking the American smiley. history. Uh, American, oh, American history, history X. X. That's yeah. fucking hardcore shit. Yeah. I've heard about that before. This is American me history. Growing X. Up. <laughs> where are we going with the Spider Man? You know where we're going with this is Motor City Comic Con, motherfucker. I made my. We're at. Motor City Comic Con, motherfucker. I made my fucking mother drive me to like five different fucking comic shops around the area. Before she dropped you off here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I'll see you later. Oh, that's fucking good. I was obsessed with finding the wedding issue with him and Mary Jane and the heart. Spider-Man shaped heart face. Oh, I, I know we're, we're we're going back to the origin. I'm like, this is how I got into comics. Why the That's fuck did bring up your mom about. dropping you around? But because okay. this is how I got into comics. <coughs> okay, my yeah. mom helped me. Same thing when I was really young and I was into He-Man and Transformers. And, and your mom helped you in the He-Man. Whenever area. I passed the grade, my mother gave me a card with ten or twenty dollars in it that we instantly went to fucking. Wolco or Woolworths and bought a fucking Transformer or oh, a He-Man oh, figure. Transform- okay, okay, yeah. wait, wait, hold up, hold up. First off, um, I'm impressed by the fact that, like, like whenever I pass a grade, because I'm like, okay, here's your Canadian thing. Grade nine, we always say like freshman year, or, you yeah, know, yeah. ninth grade. But you guys always say grade nine. But but you actually said ten or twenty dollars. You didn't say dollars. Dollars. <laughs> You, you didn't go on. You didn't go full on Canadian on that shit. I didn't know we went that far with dollars. Oh, it's dollars. <laughs> I didn't know we said that. Oh, I, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> so basically, I got introduced to comics early by my stepdad making me that toy box, which made me want to know about these heroes. So I got this. I got a bunch of Archie books and this origin comic thing, and that's when I got hooked. And that's when I got into superpowers because. 
I, I collected superpowers, the figures, right? And I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a case you could get that was like a carrying case. And see, see, all yeah. all I'm picturing is the Darth Vader. Yes, I was imagining the same. It's kind of like thing. that. It's okay. a carrying case that you open up like. Yeah, the Vader we didn't one. have this Canadian shit. We had the Darth Vader down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it worked that way, and then after that, I started buying Spider-Man comics just regular. I was like, I, I just want the comics. And it was just before McFarlane took over. And I remember when <laughs> McFarlane took over, sorry, McFarlane, he was passing on the right-hand lane, and he was like, I'm McFarlane. <laughs> hey, you ever heard of McNear Lane? No, but I know McFarlane. <laughs> Tony, you gotta tell us who's that. <laughs> Secret of podcasting. <laughs> Secret, <laughs> secrets revealed. <laughs> For the first time ever, ladies and gentlemen, it's drunk on comics after dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, what's, what's better is that this is the first time an elegant weapon's been wasted and not stolen. Pretty much. I don't think it's the first time. I'm pretty sure I've been wasted for an episode. Okay, I, at some I hope point. so. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard about like the the thirty first floor or whatever it was. Oh, for oh, okay, yeah, all right. No, you, here's what you're saying. Were, I know what you're you, saying. You guys used to like roll a joint as big as like Kevin's dick. <laughs> I have a couple of friends who live in a building nearby me in the L5J where I live, Clarkson, and they live on the twentieth floor, and uh, they live in an apartment four twenty. Oh, do so they really? what we do is occasionally I go over there and I'll podcast with these guys and we'll call it from floor twenty, and it's a floor twenty episode. So that's what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. But but they, and that's when we get stoned as fuck. We did yeah. one episode. We rolled a foot long raw paper. It was like twelve inch joint. Yeah, I saw oh, a picture yeah. of this shit. Yeah, yeah. We put that shit legal up. up there. Not legal, but pretty much. <laughs> Frowned upon. Yeah, it's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's totally frowned upon. But it's not frowned upon so much as slightly scowled upon. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's how it started for me with Spider-Man. Spider-Man would got me hooked. <laughs> he got hooked on weed. <laughs> just saying. He just comes full circle. He's like, whoop. Dude, he was so I young. Do that a lot. You he know? got hooked on Spider Man. He's like webbing, 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 weed, <laughs> weed, weed. Oh, I got hooked on weed. Oh, the barbed wire! I said because when McFarlane McFarlane started doing <laughs> Spider Man, he the the webs looked like barbed wire, and I was like, why the fuck is Spider Man shooting barbed wire out of his fucking wrists? Do you guys not remember that? No, I know what you're doing. Tell me it didn't seem like fucking weird. McFarlane changed his fucking webbing more than anything. He gave him the big eyes back, so he had the big giant eyes, which I love. But it looked like he was splooshing it out. I know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big giant, he'd be like... Have, have, have giant you things. ever jizzed barbed wire? That shit is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that we aren't on our own podcast, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. That's right. That's I don't like even know what the fuck it. we're doing. Tony's <laughs> <laughs> Tony's along for the ride. I'm the McFarlane. Uh, so what's it, what is it, Billy Billy Zabka, right? Am I saying that right, Billy yeah. Zabka? So we're out by the fire on the patio earlier, kids, and we're hanging out with the Billy where? Zabka patio. 
Okay, okay. What, am I seeing that fucking weird Canadian too? (laughs) You say everything weird Canadian. It's like I'm speaking a whole other fucking language with you guys. Should have learned French Canadian. That's he was awesome. He was awesome. Bill Stanford was great. Yeah. He was fucking cool. So I asked him because I'm a huge, huge from a kid Happy Days fan. No, no, I had no. to ask. What was it? Fucking did Happy Days ever come up with Pat Morita? No, no, no. What? He's what? never. You could tell he was never asked that fucking question before. Not only that, but there was like a moment of silence. We hadn't even brought up the fact that we knew who he was. Yeah, we were just kind of being cool, being like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. W- because as me and Derek know, treat them like normal people and yep. just have a conversation. Just yeah, be like, yeah. okay, yeah, we'll pretend like we don't know who you are if, so that you feel comfortable enough to where you kind of introduce yourself if, and if be... They, if they, I ignored Scott Wilson for two hours before we talked to him. You, <laughs> no, you ignored him for two minutes, yeah. <laughs> I tried, I was sitting at the table, I was just like, he's over there. <laughs> I can't oh. stop looking at him. Oh, if the count from oh. when you first saw him to oh, where okay. when yeah, it yeah, got that's him. what I'm saying. Yeah, you didn't go dry hump his leg while we were eating dinner. <laughs> but as soon as we walked outside and he was there, it was two minutes. Can I get your picture? <laughs> no, I only did that because hey, the other guy asked. Derek, like, take my picture. <laughs> that guy's not even drunk. I'm drunk. I deserve a picture. Being drunk means I earned a picture. He, he, was, <laughs> he, he, he was a fantastic guy. But Billy Zagro is great, though. We're sitting there. Dude, was like, oh, hey, cool, yeah, we're talking, because everybody here but us are from L.A. Right, yeah, a lot of L.A., yeah. And it's it's 42 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, because <laughs> the U.S. never learned how to use the Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to be different than the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not happy about that, because, like, when I, like, go, I, I look at, like, weather other places, I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Doesn't it make sense that zero would be the freezing point? Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but no, like, and a hundred is the boiling point. Is that how that works? I think so. I don't think it's exactly a hundred. Are we using yeah. Kelvin here? Because that's another. Something <laughs> right. Oh, 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 oh podcast clank. I was just I just plugged the headphones in to take a check there, and everything sounds great. So we're good. Yeah, yeah, but that's stereo. You only heard through one. It's gonna, I heard it. That's the point. Is this but, recording? I can hear it. It's good. But no, but we're sitting out there, and it's like we're talking about the weather, and like Billy goes over and like sits by the fire, and, and like there's there's silence, and then just out of nowhere, did happy days ever come up? <laughs> and I'm like, and like we all and there's there's silence again, and I go, what the fuck? And he goes, no, no, no. I got that. <laughs> yeah, see? He was reading We me. were all out there. There were a few of us out there that were like, what the fuck question was that? And where did that come from? And he goes, nope. Nerd speak. I understood it. He said something. I decoded I, it. I did. <laughs> I got that. And your hand signals that you're doing right now are actually matching what he did. Yeah. And that was... No, actually before that, getting back to the weather... Was when fucking Jay goes, oh yeah, it's it's cold cold out here. Well, fuck, back at home, it's 20 degrees. I was sweating my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> For us down here in the States, 20 degrees is fucking uh... freezing. <laughs> Not 20 degrees Celsius, we use Fahrenheit. <laughs> You're talking to people from L.A. Yeah. That's as far from Canada as you'll ever get. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, 
you're sweating your ass off at 20 degrees, and then you, oh, I'm Canadian, eh? <laughs> is that how I said it, Tony? Did I say I'm Canadian, eh? I'm gonna just say that that's how it happened. So, <laughs> no, he, he, go, he what he said was, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm Canadian. Okay, can I borrow a dollar? I want to go buy that Todd McFarlane hey, book. Minute, eh? We don't have dollars, eh? We don't have dollars. We have loonies, eh? Hey, can I buy? Can I borrow ten dollars? I want to go buy buy that Todd McFarlane book. <laughs> hey." Though, when you bring it around, Todd McFarlane, Ken Lashley, <laughs> David Finch, how many fucking artists do we have in the GTA that are kicking ass right now? Why are you laughing at this? I don't even understand. Dave's going to make us die. <laughs> this, is, this is the truth, kids. You, you wanted to see Drunk on Comics... Ripped down to their core, it took an elegant weapon to do so. We can totally make it sound like Derek just took a hit off that and he's (laughs) (laughs) You'll all notice that I haven't flicked my bick. There is no bick to flick yet, but we'll be patient. But see, that's what happens when you cross the fucking border. Yeah. (coughs) Instead, fucking borders. Instead, you love your liver. Yeah. And start fucking drinking. I cannot believe I'm still awake, to be honest. I am, like, at, like, four beers and, like, six pints. I should be fucking done. Cheers. Done. <laughs> oh, what? Are we sword fighting now? <laughs> Those chicks I ran into. <laughs> Earlier, I went to my car to get some money and some smokes and shit, and there were two random girls in the middle of the fucking parking money. lot. Yes, American money. Yeah. Looks like dollar store money. And uh, these two chicks are in the fucking parking lot having a lightsaber battle. Like, li- <coughs> like is that, literally. Is that what you call it? Wait. When they're fighting with lightsabers? Yes. Why? What do you if call two, it? If two chicks were having sword fights, I don't know if they were chicks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just realized you have a tree tattooed on your arm. Yes, actually, I do. Which is actually pretty cool. That is, uh, that is the actual tree. It's the bur oak from Davy Tree. That he's buried under. So Wait, what? Fa- huh? Davy back, back up. Davy Tree. I never actually. It, it's Joshua fucked up Tree. you're pulling this out. I, I never talk about, about the company that I used to work for, but I recently left, so now I can. But I worked for Davy Tree, which is the world's oldest tree company. And uh, this, Really? Yes. The, the world's oldest? Yes. That's cool as shit. Yes. And, uh, uh, is, it, is, is it as old as your fantasy cup trophy thing that you were talking about earlier? It's older. Oh, older. your company's older yes. than the oldest... Than the Grey Cup. The Grey Cup. Yeah. cup. Tony's the mocking the Grey Cup kids here. The Grey Cup. <laughs> if it was new, it'd be, it, it would be the... Um, I, I'm not that old and don't need... Uh, like. Every, everyone has heard of it, just like the Great Space Coaster. <laughs> oh, fuck you and the Great Space Coaster, hey, don't you don't fucking bit. diss the Grey Canoe, okay? What? You know about this shit too? Of course you know about this shit. What? You think we just fucking watch Mr. Dress Up all the time? (laughs) Fuck. You guys don't even know what Mr. Dress Up is. No, I don't. No, you don't. So fuck that shit. We had your shit plus our shit. So we had extra shit. Did you have Mr. Rogers? Mr. Dress Up is a prodigy of Mr. Rogers. And we had both. No, 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 no. Mr. Dress Up was the Canadian forced upon you version because <laughs> because there is that rule that what is it sixty five percent of all radio has to be 
Canadians. I, I don't and, know if it's know, that high, but it's and, close. And yeah. TV is some... It's a CRTC. It's called the Canadian content. Yeah. 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 There's got to be a certain amount. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Okay, well, you know what? Let, let's let's fucking roll this around to actual some drunk on comic shit. Let's even go. Right. Let's even go drunk on Canadian comics. And actually, we can even go Canadian drunk on Canadian comics tonight because oh my god, what's happening? Because we have been drinking a lot of Molson. Yes. And a we lot of, and a lot of Crown. Although, what am I drinking? Smithwicks. No, 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 no. This is not Smithwicks. You do not pronounce it like you read it. It's Smithwicks. Oh, Smittix. Smittix. Like Smitty. I got you. Yeah. It's fucking Irish, you fucking fuck. Hey, fuck Irish. Yeah. And see Irish. <laughs> I'll fucking fuck you up the fuck you fuck. It's my island. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you fuck one goat. Hey, <laughs> you know, Canadians and comics, we made a serious dent in the history and well, impact we, we, of we, we started to talk about it. We talked about... Uh, Todd and the wrong McFarlane. Yes. Um, we talked about uh, David Finch. Yes. Uh, we talked about... Uh, Ken Lashley. Ken Lashley. He's fucking amazing. Dude. But we're forgetting about Alpha Flight. Actually, well, no, actually, actually what you're forgetting Best about... Best thing that came out of Canada. Actually, what you're forgetting about is Jeff Lemire. Huge, huge, right now especially, uh, having been given the reins to Justice League Unlimited and bringing it to home base in Canada... Because it was going to be Justice League Canada, and then they fucked with it a bit. Yeah, like, and what the fuck happened? Canada's not That's cool cool enough. we got to make it unlimited. Wait, 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 wait. It's wait. still based in Canada. It has a maple leaf on it, though. However. Did you get one? I did. All right, nice. I'm, the I'm, free comic book mouse guard. Can you believe they put that shit out? Oh, in hard copy? Dude, wow. I like, oh. Um, I huge, have that, yeah. Huge, huge, huge shout out to my local shop, Fanfare Sports and Entertainment, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Because they managed to get me a copy, even though we couldn't make it for Free Comic Book Day because it was Kevin's bachelor party. Very nice. Um, um I'm just going to kind of say, where's my copy? I shopped there too. I love you guys, but Derek's not the only head honcho on this shit. Yeah, but, but you have not shopped there as long as I have. That's because you live there longer, but I still, I think I... Pulling just about as much money as you do. How much original art have you bought from them? How much have you? Original art's an iffy thing. Four pages. From them? From them. I'm going to say ten, because I can lie on the internet. Because Abraham Lincoln (laughs) told me I could. Yeah, but I have the pages to prove it. So, um, yeah, so I actually got Justice League United number one. Uh, but I got the variant cover, which is red with Justice League Canada. Okay, who is that broad? This one Captain here? Canada? Yeah. Uh, that's that's Captain, uh, Captain Ms. America. I, I don't know. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I haven't read it. But Where did you get that? I haven't seen that. I got this at my shop. See, he knows how to handle comics. You, look how, you see what that happens? I hand him the comic, he knows how to handle it. He doesn't automatically like... Crush it in his palm. <laughs> you know, like, like. Why do I not see this and why do I not <laughs> own it is the more important thing. Yeah, I picked it up on Wednesday. I didn't know they put this out. I thought they went just straight Justice League Unlimited well, or whatever. Well, th- th- variant cover. That's all it is. Variant cover. Oh, so just even the title's variant. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. Yeah, the Justice League United was a blue cover. That's the exact same one, but the blue actually had the, um, the, the girl on the lower... 
So this right? guy, this whoever this fucking dude is. Dude, you're you're talking Greek. I bought it because I wanted to read it because I like yeah. Jeff Lemire. And I like Mike McCone. And by the way, Mike McCone is here this weekend. Oh, is he? Yes, he, he is. Let's chat with him. Yep. This guy seems to me to be uh, their, uh, their new kind of... Speed racer? No, what's his name? Alpha He's going Flight on the McFarlane. Vindicator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he almost seems to be kind of what they're trying to replace Vindicator with. Which, that's actually one of the books that I brought for uh, Claremont to sign. Oh, yeah? His first appearance of uh, Vindicator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's before he was even called Vindicator. And Green Arrow, them putting him in there, that's a, and Martian Manhunter even. This is a big deal that Lamar... Lemire went through a lot Lemire. of shit. People. Lemire. Well, it, Lemire, whatever. <laughs> He's Canadian. You should be able to pronounce that one. Now, I haven't I, even seen that. That's gorgeous. Yeah, I, I, I picked it up. Like, well, in this week, getting ready for the convention. You know, I mean, here it is, Thursday night before the convention. It, it, you're not going to air this, obviously, tonight, but... Um, not till next week. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's like, you know... I when I finally sober up. <laughs> oh, fuck that. <laughs> I might be months from here. <laughs> but, you know, I picked my books up yesterday. And, I mean, I don't know. I picked up a dozen-ish books, give right. or take. And I think I managed to read one, two... Two! I read two books <laughs> so far. You know, but that's what happens when it's fucking convention week. Oh yeah, absolutely. not to not to mention you'll appreciate. I had no time Tuesday night or Wednesday night to do anything else because it was fucking playoff hockey in the AHL. That I can appreciate, and I have season tickets, so I had to drive an well, hour. No, away. no, that not. I can't appreciate that. I can understand that. Yeah, <laughs> I am familiar with that, but I do not appreciate. That. And and. One. As much as here's the weird thing too, kids. Uh, Derek will often talk about how an elegant weapon in drunken comics. Well, wait, like, wait. What will Derek do? Derek will talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. Cheers. I'm not your dancing monkey, alright? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony. Tony, did you tell him that you bought a home? I'm supposed to go with this, but well, what? I bought a home. He wants me to say home, or no. do you want me to say roof? No, a oh, roof. No, no. <laughs> but 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 like, if you have a home, it's like what? What's it called? It's a house. It's a house. <laughs> house. House. I'd say house. Yes. Oh Wrong. damn. House. <laughs> Can I'm you speak ro- your alphabet. C A N A D A. Drunk on Comics, Elia Webin, Kindergarten Edition. Um, hey, better yet, uh, <laughs> High School Edition. Let's go out to the corner and smoke. Yes, but hold on. I forgot some. Okay, here's the difference. You always talk about how you guys are comics and beer, and I'm weed and Star Wars. Yeah, but you do love You guys comics. are American, I'm Canadian, and uh, we're cool. I don't even remember where are... the point I was going with this was, but I had a point. We can finish a thought, you. Listen, all that, we can, <laughs> all that really fucking matters is that the single greatest Marvel character of all time is a Canadian. Uh, Debate it if you will. Go ahead. Peter uh, Parker's from New York. Oh, Peter. Oh, Derek's going Spider-Man back up. It, which I agree is... Deadpool if you're going to pick some, anybody... Deadpool is somewhere in America. Now, listen, is that clear? Is he Canadian or American or what? 
Has Deadpool ever been... Steve, Steve Rogers is the most American of all Americans. True, he's, but he's, he's not the, the best. He's Deadpool the, is the best. Dude, Dead, Deadpool's a fucking hack. Is he Canadian or not, Deadpool? Deadpool, I think he is. He is, right? Fuck! And I gotta go on the... Black Decide, Silver Surfer, oh, boom. These guys are so obviously trying to avoid saying more. No, actually, actually, the best Marvel character of all time is also from New York. More specifically, Hell's Kitchen. Have you, have you, are you excited about uh, Mr. fucking Wait, Mark uh, what, what, What's he excited? Excited uh, are what? Are you fucking excited about... about? <laughs> excited what? About? about. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited about... <laughs> are you excited about Dexter as Daredevil? Dexter's Daredevil. Dexter's played him. In the Netflix shows, you know how they're doing that? Oh, you know what? I never watched Dexter. You haven't heard. But you know that guy, Michael C. Hall? Yeah. Oh my he's, god, he's, Michael C. Hall he's is Daredevil. amazing. He's Daredevil. Yeah. Amazing the actor. Netflix and shows that's actually fucking badass. Though. You like that? Yeah. I yeah. liked that too when yeah. I heard it. Yeah. No, I what, it what, what I did hear, a um, little bit of news, which actually I didn't pass on in my news feed to the boys this did week. You, did you not see it because you're Daredevil? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, oh, I, if, if, if I see the I'm Not Daredevil t-shirt this weekend, I'm buying it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? No. Okay, in Daredevil, in, in, in the most recent Mark Wade Chris Somni version. Yeah, Mark Wade's good. He's here this weekend. Oh, is he? Yeah. Sweet. Dude, how, you like completely missed the I just the whole... can't keep it all together. It's a big list, man. Yeah. Um, Mark Wade, Chris Claremont... Uh, Jerry uh, Jerry Conway, are you familiar name or no? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what he did? No. Co-created the Punisher. Okay. Also, is basically the man who killed Gwen Stacy. Oh, really? Yeah. He wrote that story. Yeah. Eh? He's here. That's why I know that name. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so there are some fantastic writers here. Which is going to be a big deal for him soon, because I'm pretty sure this next Spider-Man is going to be leading into Death of Gwen Stacy. Did she not? The did she not die in the last one? No. Spoiler. What do you mean? <laughs> well, Amazing Spider-Man Two just came out. Right. I think she dies in it. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm guessing she dies in it. Oh. I, I thought. I thought you saw it. And no, so I, I haven't was, seen it. Oh yeah. Well, obviously I haven't either. All right. Because <laughs> I still haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man One. You didn't see the first one? No, or Captain America. Two or Thor what two. What the fuck? I thought you knew this shit. This is so weird, Derek. You want to know what? They're the ones that actually are more like the comics than any of their other Jay, movies. Jay, I have seen these things. Yeah. I will take the mantle of All right. Derekness. Hey, Thor 2? Excellent. I will be the new I Rain Man. I love the Thor movies. I will uh, be the new, new Rain new... Man of, Definitely. of, Definitely of Tony. Movies. Definitely. See, see, here's this, this is where I leave it up to Tony. Tony can spend time... I'm all watching, about the movies. Tony can spend time watching these movies. I will read Saga. And <laughs> it's only a matter of time till that is well, a movie. Well, and, you know and, it. and actually, here's the thing that, that blows me away. Tony has now all three volumes of Saga. There's three? Yeah. I don't know a third was out. Yeah. Fuck. And he's roughly an issue in. Two. Really? Yes. Good enough. I'm Liar. Not even, I'm not even on to volume two yet. <laughs> yeah, no. No, one, no. And, and <laughs> one ish, one issue into volume one, which is six issues. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right, okay. But he bought them. He paid money. Tony doesn't like to spend money. Yes. 
You're a trade fan. I know that. (laughs) And I can't believe that he hasn't read it. And so I'm dogging him because we got about a month before uh, the next next issue's coming out. Which means you got about a month to read three volumes of Saga. In the meantime, I'll probably catch up on Captain America. Because that's two hours. But here's the thing about your guys' show, too. is you. One thing that's awesome about Drunk on Comics as a show is that you guys keep it to the comics. You don't talk about the movies too often. Like, they come up, we, and we, you'll compare occasionally. We but bring up movies, you guys won't news. be like, okay, here's what we're going to talk half an hour about just this fucking movie. You guys what, don't what, what, really what often do? do that. What will we do? I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> But you guys are good for that. You guys actually will stay away well, from well, the pop culture part of it and really concentrate on the comics. Well, it's part well, of the reason I think you guys are popular. You know what? Actually, this this is cool because we've got somebody that listens. We've got somebody that podcasts right here. Yeah. Do you like the structure of the show? I love the structure of the show, but I love more that you have structure and you don't treat it too seriously. Like, you stick to it, but you don't get, like, Pissed off if it doesn't work out perfect, you know what I mean? Because well, like, because it's a little bit of a flow, yeah, a little bit of yeah, trying yeah. to yeah. If you, as long as you guys stick with the natural <laughs> flow, it's nice, you know. <coughs> yeah, but you I mean, guys, here's the thing though: without structure, I think you guys would be. Don't take this wrong, but I think you'd be a mess. Yeah, you'd be an absolute mess. Yeah, I'm good with no structure. I'm good with no flow. I can I can make up flow on the fly. You guys, if you didn't have the structure, you follow. I think it would just be an hour of arguments. Well, and, and, it, all, and it all boils down to pre-planning. That's it, all it, it is. It kind of does. you got to know what you're going to talk about, what you're going to review, what you're going to say, right? You yeah, know? we do. Yeah. <laughs> See, you two come in. It's obvious when they listen to the show that any preambling has been figured out in any way between Tony and Derek. And then Matt and Kev come in and just blow that shit out of the water. <laughs> because Kev's like, I read this this week. That's what I'm talking about. Period. And that's what happens. It's like you guys go in not knowing. You guys go in not knowing what the fuck Kevin's gonna say. Do you guys really go in not knowing what the fuck Kev's gonna say? Because that's what it feels like. No, we don't. Okay, here. Okay, Kevin feels like like freeform, and then Matt shows up, who's like there once in a while, and when he does show up, he's just like, "Fuck your structure! I want to talk about this." Okay. Should we do a little behind the scenes? We can do a little bit. As I said, Drunk on Comics after dark. Drunk on Comics <laughs> is drunk on themselves. Um, but no, like, okay, the, the the basic thing is, I'm going to talk about this, Tony's going to talk about this, Kevin's going to talk about this, Matt's going to talk about this. Right. That's as far as that part of the pre-plan goes. Okay. That right. and Now, sometimes we talk about early in the week, but off the shelf is off the shelf. Yeah, and the, and the only reason that like we'll bring it up is like books like Afterlife with Archie, oh, where it's a crazy love. deal. Hey, eh? you really love? Oh yeah, no, we all really love. Yeah, it's like, I know you all really, really love, but it. you really, really, Do, have, really have, have, have you seen it? No, I haven't read it. Oh, new issue came out this week. Um, while while we're talking here. Peruse through that. Now that that is the variant cover. That's which, it, eh? That's the variant cover. So that Holy is holy fuck. Fucking Veronica looking hot as Yeah, now that's shit. that's that's the Andrew Peepoy variant cover. But the inside is uh they let them do this? Well no, the inside is is Frank Avia doing the, oh the art. Flip flip on the inside. It looks nothing like that. 
I don't care then. I like this. <laughs> yeah, but, but flip and look. Oh, wow. This is in no way looks like an Archie comic. No, it doesn't. This well, looks like a Batman comic. There's fucking Alfred and there's Bruce Wayne. I feel like I'm reading a Batman comic. Well, yeah, but that that's the whole Lodge thing anyway, is that that's that's the family. QD, I got you. Stop talking about the comic. But, I haven't read it yet. All right. So... So the whole thing is we, so we talked about Archie. Okay, wow, they really make this fucking weird. I love it. Yeah, uh, Francisco Francavilla is is fucking amazing on wow. this book. Now Tony's got the regular cover. Tony, Tony, show him that cover. So Water, you can see zombies. Still fucked up though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that the, the oh. Andrew P. Poy, like I I love the fact that he's doing old school Archie. Fuck that on spot. it. But, but it's like old school, new school. It's yeah. fucking hot, man. But anyway, so so we, we talk about what books we're going to talk about. We talk about what news stories we're going to talk about. We've already predetermined who's going to cover uh, Indie Turnpike and who's going to cover Booze in a Book. But we don't necessarily... Now, for Indie Turnpike, we'll tell each other, hey, I'm covering this book. So that way, if somebody's maybe on the fence about it, maybe they'll pick it up and read it. Right. Booze in a Book is always a surprise, except for the person that's doing it. Yes. Um, but news, we've all sent out the news things. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, we've all read them. We know what's going on. Yeah, um, we'll kind of pick and choose the knowing full well what we're talking about and kind of getting into it. We'll kind of determine of is this going to be a long discussion or not? How bigger segments should be this and that? Well, you do guys we are good at yeah, cutting and, yourselves off because we do well, a straight show and, of yeah. Going straight through. All, all credit to Tony on this. Um, Tony's our timekeeper. And, yeah. you know, if we're starting to run long in the segment, Tony will kind of give us the cue. Okay, we got to wrap it up. we got to move on to the next thing. Because, and I try to keep an eye on it, but I'm not that great. Tony and Matt, I don't think, have a clock in front of them when they're doing it. So I don't it's know how feeling. much. It's a feeling. I feel the same way. If I have a guest on an elegant weapon, I don't... Like, I'll come up with a few pre-questions, maybe, that I'm interested in to kind of, like, lead it along. But otherwise, I go pretty freeform. But if it gets to a point, I'm pretty good at, if I feel a lull, to, like, go fresh and pick something up new and take it there. Have you ever had... You know, that's one thing that I'm pretty good at. Have you ever had an interview with somebody where you had an entire list of questions and you more or less never asked them because they answered them before... Yes. Yeah. You know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. What you're did, did you hear the interview we did with uh, Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, and Marcus Toe with the uh, the our interview with them over the Hacktivist comic book? I hadn't heard that one. Wait, oh god, that was no, amazingly done by Marcus them. Toe was the, on Marcus, there? Yeah, Marcus Toe. He lives like ten minutes. From yeah, I know. We talked yeah. about it, yeah. and, and we're oh, gonna, did you? yeah, we're about the fact that he's in Toronto. We're gonna okay. try. Well, and it may have been before we actually started yeah. recording. But we're going to try and catch him in Toronto. Because I just, uh, he got, my buddy, who's a friend of his, Anthony Ruckazer, who's doing the first hero for Action Labs. Okay. He knows Marcus from Silver Snail, the big Toronto shop, and uh, Anthony Bachman, who does the Next Element podcast. He's a huge New Warriors fan. Just like a monstrous New Warriors fan. So, uh, he would, uh, Marcus did a signing. Of the for, of the new Warriors number one that just came out. Okay. Yeah, a while ago. So we got him to sign one for Anthony, and uh, I haven't shipped it off to him yet, but he's waiting for it. He's so excited. But super nice guy. We sure. we had probably twenty to thirty questions written out. Right. Ahead of time, like we're like, okay, we. You'll got, never ask them all. 
No. No, we didn't get asked like one or two. Well, yeah. I, no, yeah. out of those 30, I think we asked four, and then they just answered the rest. Yeah. And like, we actually joked about it in the podcast, we're like, you fuckers are making our job easy. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of them, that's why you always know if you're doing a good pod or an interview, if they are thrown off a little. Because they are so used to answering the same question thousands of fucking times from however many people. That's why you got to get interesting. Well, and, and that's and, when you really stick out as an interviewer is when you start to ask questions that no one else is asking. And right? we we had some really in-depth questions for them. Because, yeah. I mean, like I don't know how familiar you are with that book, but Not. it's all based on the, the hacker scene. And we're like... All right, you know, because when this came out, how do you compare it to you know the the, the Snowden thing? Yeah. And, all, and like they're just like pop 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 pop, and we're like, well, fuck that kills that one, that kills that one, that kills yeah. that one. But luckily, we always have some. We, we always have our backup fun questions. Um, so Jay, would you like to answer some questions? Yeah. Tony. Gotcha. Yes, I'll answer some questions. <laughs> I'll ask the first question. You can ask the second. Okay. All right. So, Jay. Yes. Would you rather go planning out in the future or would you rather go wish list? Which question do you want? I don't even understand. Pick one. Would you, would you like a future plan question or a wish list question? Future plan question. All right, future plan. Wait, wait, you just asked your question, so do I not get to go? That next? was just the first question as a leader. But he goes, he goes first, so I get to go second. Yep. So, so Tony, Tony. Tony. So wish list question. Yeah. So this is your wish list question. Okay. Where do you want to see Star Wars to go next? Ooh. Because this is what, your wish list question. Wait, wait. That's and a me tough and Derek, question. Me and Derek share the same brain, so That's we knew where I was going. That's a highly debatable and and thinkable question at today's date and juncture, though. And 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 best yet, the M. Night Shyamalan version, <laughs> we'll find out on the next episode, kids. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Cheers! Yeah. I'm going to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Please forgive me. I was very drunk. I was excited. I'm at Comic-Con. I was drinking with Herschel. I I had not met the drunk uncle. That was our first night ever hanging out together. It was me and those boys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's good times. I really hope you enjoyed that. I hope you made it through that last part. And if you didn't, I hope you at least enjoyed the first two. Again, uh, overall, our first official press coverage, it couldn't have been more more fucking perfect it was amazing so our giant thanks to our brothers over at drunk on comics matt tony Derek, and kevin our giant thanks to everyone we met there who was so gracious with their support and hospitality miriam dirk manning cena grace uh dan friedman um seth demus um adam uh just so many rad awesome people thank you everybody Check out people I've met. Cosmic Casey. Go check out at Cosmic Casey on Twitter and follow her back to her Facebooking and stuff. Cause she's I met her. She's super duper, super duper. I cannot talk tonight, children, and I'm sorry about it. I don't know why, but I uh, I'm gonna apologize. But anyways, go follow her. Follow everyone. Motor City. What a fucking trip, everybody. Thank you so much for participating if you did and if you didn't in whatever parts that you did of an elegant weapons three part trilogy 
Motor City Comic Con 2014. That is all we have for the last three weeks of an elegant weapon. Take it easy. give this little cookie an hour before we're doing the no pants dance. <laughs> Time to musk up.